This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Hello and welcome back to our Be Well podcasts. Our episode today will discuss work-life study balance, how to find the right balance and how to maintain it. Joining me today, I have Gemma Murdoch, Leading Student Support Advisor and students Helen and Gabriella. Can we just go around the room and do some quick introductions so our listeners know who you are and why you volunteer to be part of the podcast today? Hi, my name is Gemma. I am the Lead Student Support Advisor in the Student Advice and Support Team. I work with students on a range of issues um, and I lead a team providing advice to students on frontline queries relating to things like finance, well-being, um, mental health, health. We also refer into our disability team for further support and advice. Um, so I, I guess work-life balance is, is quite a big key issue at the moment um, because of the pandemic, but I guess always just in terms... <laughs> Um, yeah, so we work with students on a, on a range of issues, um, but I guess the work-life study balance is quite important for us um, in the pandemic landscape, but, but generally as well, um, we always talk probably a little bit like health professionals that actually being proactive um, and trying to tackle you know, issues such as stress and well-being before they become a problem um, is is the key to, to sort of sustainable studies, but life as well. Um, and I think it can be really helpful to work with students on, you know, adequate plans to, to make sure that they're maintaining their well-being um, rather than, you know, having to pick up the pieces when, when things go wrong. Um, ultimately, we always have staff available to deal with, with issues when they arise. But I think discussions like this can be really helpful to allow people to pick up tips um, and advice before there are kind of genuine issues and concerns to have to deal with there. Uh, Yeah I'm Helen, Um, I'm a first year anthropology student um, and I'm currently in my final semester so busy writing my dissertation and doing all that. Um, I think that like you say before Gemma this is a really like important thing um, to look at at the moment in this sort of pandemic landscape and especially because it's sort of we're into the third lockdown now in Britain anyway so it's important for people to make sure that they're looking after themselves um, and maintaining a balance that suits the work that they're doing or um, suits the life that they want to be living at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm Gabriella. Uh, I'm a first year neuroscience with psychology student and um yeah, coming into my first year, I realized how important it is to have a work-life balance. Um, and I think it's really important for students to be aware that you need to find a balance um, for yourself. So, yeah, that's why I was interested in joining. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. And thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you giving up your time. I would like to start the episode today thinking at the following statement. Living to work or working to live? The statement can also apply to your studies and coursework. So do you live to study or study to live and broaden your future opportunities? Is one outlook better than the other? What are your thoughts and what camp do you guys sit in? So I have to say um, that I think this is something that will fluctuate during somebody's life. I don't think there's ever going to be sort of one camp that you fit in throughout you know, your studies or your working life as you progress. Um, I think the reality of 
all all aspects of life um, is that your priorities will change um, over time. And I think depending on what else you've got going on um, in terms of part time work, your social life, your relationships, your health, um, you know, your work or your studies will take more of a priority. I think there is a cliched statement that talks about, you know, whether you study or, or choose to work in an area that you love, you won't feel like you're at work. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think even those that are doing, you know, careers that they really enjoy will have difficult times where work will still feel like work. You know, you still have to follow a pattern. You still have to turn up at a certain time and there will be other aspects of life that will feel like they're a conflict to what you're trying to achieve at that time. Um, I think that for a lot of students, it, it's, it's easy for us to think that, that studying is just their life. Um, I think people kind of see study as the sort of key aspect of life for people um, within the kind of typical studying years. But we understand, particularly from the, the work that we do, that a lot of students have lots of things that they're trying to juggle at once. You know, there isn't just that sort of typical 18 to sort of 25-year-old student who is focused on getting that, that degree and that career thereafter. A lot of our students um, that we tend to work with, you know, have got caring responsibilities, have got financial responsibilities. They need to work more than one job at times. Um, so I don't think there is a correct camp to sit in. I think it's just understanding that that it isn't there isn't going to be a perfect balance. I don't think anyone has that balance. Um, and if they do, I would love those answers on a postcard um, because I certainly find that you know there's, there's days you can hear my children in the background and you probably understand, but there are days you know, when I feel um, more on top of work and I feel like I'm I'm really living to work, I'm enjoying my work, I feel like I'm being productive, I'm maybe working on a project or a task that I feel really passionate about um, and I can't, you know, I can't see my life without without that. That's my sort of key thing. Um, but the reality is that a lot of the time, it might be the other side. And actually we're just working to get through the day um, so that we can then, you know, achieve whatever we're aiming to achieve at the end of it so whether that's you know getting a project finished or you know working towards that pay packet at the end of a month um, and for students you know maybe just getting the credits for that specific course some courses will just not be you know the, the ones that spark imagination um, and so actually there'll be aspects of studies that maybe are the kind of key focus for a student the, the area that they're passionate about and then other areas where they're just making up the credits kind of going through the motions and I think I think that's a Okay. I think it's just appreciating that that you won't have that perfect balance um, and that there will be times in your life where it will feel like it's swayed the other way and you may enjoy it more. Um, so I, I, I suppose my answer very kind of vague and on the fence, but ultimately I, I think it will just fluctuate throughout a lifetime and I don't think that you need to necessarily park yourself in one camp and, and stay there. I know that I have been in both camps um, and have you know felt at times where I am just working to live um particularly maybe in younger years where I'm doing a job that doesn't inspire me I'm just there to kind of move on to the next thing but then other times in life where I've you know really enjoyed my job and it's or, or my studies and it's it's been that key part of of my focus um and everything else just sort of fits around it um, yeah, I really agree uh, with Gemma on this, that you kind of have to have a balance and you can't really stay solidly in one camp or the other. Um, because if you if you live to work, um, then I think you'll be disappointed sometimes when your job is, um, it's it's just a bit of a grind and you're kind of like slogging through and it's not, um, it's not exactly what you expected. 
But on the other hand, if you work to live, um, that can be um, not very fulfilling because we as humans tend to spend a lot of our time working. Um, and if you find no, no joy in that and no fulfillment in that or anything, um, yeah, it, you're kind of setting yourself up to um, not be enjoying a lot of your time. So I think you kind of have to have um, a bit of a balance with that. Um, and I, I was thinking we, we don't live to work um, and we don't work to live. We kind of just live to live and working is part of living and um, anything we do outside of work is also part of our lives. Um, so uh, I think, yeah, it's <laughs> you kind of have to uh, think of it a, a bit differently, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was just putting it into live to work or work to live was, um, I, I guess I, I was thinking there might be a different option. Like you just live and working is part of living. Um, I'm not sure if that makes sense. But yeah, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I definitely agree with you about that. I think that like obviously work and study is sort of part of life and if you want to study to get to have, have more like education on a certain subject then it's definitely part of your like working career as well I suppose and I, I definitely agree with what you were saying Gemma about um, part of the uh, learning or uni experience maybe sometimes is just about um, doing credits because you sort of have to get through them there's definitely been a few subjects that I did like in first year that I sort of thought oh this sounds interesting maybe I'll be inspired by this particular subject and you're sort of hating your hating your life by <laughs> like halfway through it when you had like hundreds of essays to write and you really weren't very inspired but I would definitely say that um my experience in the anthropology department has been one that's been overwhelmingly positive I've definitely felt like I'm sort of um living to like living to study because I've been really enjoying my studies and they've been really inspiring um not only in like an educational aspect but also sort of like changing the way that you live your life um and I think that's probably what a really good university course should help you to do but I'm definitely on the fence about the statement as well I think that I mean feeling like you have to work just to live is definitely a sort of thing that's based on capitalism and whether you agree with that or not then that's a different kind of thing but I definitely think that it's something that's this kind of idea that you have to you have to work in order to have a satisfying life and I mean for some people then that just isn't the case so I think yeah it's definitely more more complicated. I completely agree with what all of you have said I don't think there is a right or a wrong answer I think it is about create creating that balance you know traditionally you spend eight hours a day at work and and that's quite a lot of time to spend somewhere that you're potentially not enjoying and you are are only there for financial gain yeah so and if you are only there for financial gain you're likely to feel unhappy and as you've as you've all kind of said like feel, feeling unfulfilled or if you spin the coin the other way and you are li living to work, you're potentially missing out on spending time with, with your family and friends and the other aspects of life. So it definitely is, I completely, I think we've we've kind of all hit the nail on the head. It is, it is create, creating that balance. And I think it's clear from, from what everyone said that it's creating that right balance is essential for our well-being. Your work and study, your work or your studies should not stress you out every day and they shouldn't make you feel unhappy. 
however it shouldn't be our entire life either. How can we create separation between work or study and our personal life, particularly in the current climate when everything seems to be merging into one, like it's extremely difficult just now? So yeah, I think with the pandemic, it's it's really challenging to divide our time um, because a lot of us will be living our personal lives our social lives, our work lives, our study lives, our romantic lives, all from one small, small space. Um, some people will be fortunate to have a space where they can take themselves away to work and then close the door at the end of the day and, and come away. But a lot of students and staff members just won't have that luxury. Um, so I think that the focus now has to be on trying to divide up our time more economically and, and being a little bit more organised about breaking up. I would have always recommended to students to, to break up their day into sort of three different chunks, morning, afternoon, evening, and, and keep one of those spare um, away from their studies to try and focus on another activity, whether that's a hobby, watching Netflix, catching up with friends. Um, obviously, for some students, part-time work will impact on their ability to break their week up because the typical student week probably does involve working at the weekends and not keeping those sort of set days clear um which would obviously be the gold standard you know to have a full weekend clear for you know just focusing on other pursuits um but i think we also need to be mindful of the fact that for some students study can be an escape and actually it's it's not necessarily always about taking yourself away from your study to to focus on other things but actually the study can be the focus elsewhere one thing we found out um this week is just a, a sort of piece of advice for students is that you don't have to necessarily watch your um full downloads of uh, lectures so some Sometimes for people's sort of broadband and so on, it can be quite difficult to download a full video, um, but you can actually download them as an MP4. So just listen. Um, so the other thing, I guess, would be to consider whether you could download them to a device that you could then take out for a walk. So you're maybe kind of engaging in your studies, but not in the typical sitting at a desk, reading a book or, or reading a screen, um, finding different ways to, to plan your studies so that you can do a bit of active study or, or have a meeting while you're out for a walk. Um, I think it's important to be a bit more creative now because we can't make that physical divide between, you know, our life and our studies. Um, but also just to reach out and, and speak to somebody, whether that's a member of staff in student support or the student learning service or a friend to help make a plan for the week. If you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with what to do and when to do it, because actually just getting someone else's input as to what they do can be really helpful. Yeah, um, I really agree with you. Uh, that it can be difficult to kind of divide your work and your work life and your um, the, the rest of your life, <laughs> especially now. Um, I, I'm a first year student and I'm studying at home right now. And I, I found it quite difficult sometimes to separate um, the studying and just relaxing. Um, so if I have a normal day, I might do a lecture and then have like a, um, a live session and, or two and then um, I'm done for the day, but I still feel I'm still in study mode, and I found it really difficult to kind of get out of that. Um, but one thing that's really helped me is kind of um, finding finding a way to take my mind off of that. So if it's like um, like Gemma said, getting getting outside and going for a walk or going for a run, um, that that can really help. But also just even though I can't physically leave a classroom. Um, I can kind of close down all the files and close down all the tabs I had open and kind of clear my laptop of all traces of studying and stuff like that. And that kind of helps clear my mind a little bit in a way. Um, 
Yeah, but then I, I really like what Gemma said about creating a chunk of time in your day where you don't study. And I've kind of accidentally done that in the evening, like um, just I'm done studying it. So I think it's maybe in the future I'll try to be more conscious about, okay, now it's six o'clock, I'm gonna close everything and be done for the day. Uh, so then my, my mind will kind of know like, okay, you know, it's time to relax. And uh, I think creating a routine with that could be um, could be really helpful. So I'm definitely gonna try to do a little bit more of that in the future. Yeah, I definitely think it's important to like try and uh, carve out your day as well. And something that I've been finding useful recently is doing the, I think it's called the Pomodoro or something technique, where you like study hard for 25 minutes and then have a break for five and repeat that a few times. Um, and I think it's a good way of like removing yourself from the screen. I usually um, am like in... We have, well, thankfully, I'm in a flat where there's a spare room. Um, so me and my me and my uh, partner have both sort of been doing quite a bit from home recently. So we both have separate desks and that's like our kind of workspace. So I'm very, very thankful that we have that extra space. But um, I've been finding it quite helpful if I sit at my laptop in there, then I can leave the room for five minutes and come back maybe with like a cup of tea or something and carry on um, studying for another 25 minutes, which is, like, so useful. But I definitely agree. I mean, it has to be hard for people that are in, um, like, typical uni accommodation spaces where there isn't much space, and I can definitely sympathise with that because I was in, um, like, a space like that in first year, um, and I know it was really difficult trying to um study in that space so I don't really know how I would have managed um if that was me in first year this year but I think it's so important to try to carve up as much of your spare time as possible absolutely I fully agree with absolutely everything you've all said I think it's it's quite nice as well that we're kind of all feeling like we're in the same boat it can be a bit of a struggle I personally have, I'm definitely finding the physical separation, oh, it's been a lifesaver. When we first got told that we were working from home, I took like a, a, my laptop and stuff home from, home from campus and set it up in my living room on my dining room table. And just that constantly being like at the side of my vision when I was trying to chill and watch TV, like it wasn't going to happen. Like you, Helen, I'm really fortunate that we've got a spare room at home so I like I did take it to the extreme like got rid of the bed got desks in um because my husband's a student at the university as well so then it came to well we only had like what one space for someone to work and he, like he needs to work just as much as I need to work although we've got different priorities so we we've done that we've got two desks and in our spare room we we sit back to back and of course it's 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 hugely challenging because I, I, as you said Gemma like we're basically in the same room every single day with each other, like with no separation. <laughs> um, but having that physical separation from work, um, we do just use our the spare room. It's basically an office. So that has really, really helped. And I found like over the over the winter break, it was amazing to not come into our, our office as such. We were off for from three week for three weeks and 
it made us feel just so much better and we're very fortunate to have that space because I know a lot of people don't have that space. I really like what you said, Gabriella, about switching off the tabs and turning off your laptop properly. There, there's something about that. I really like to do that on a Friday. I don't generally do it throughout the week. Um, I think because I feel like, oh, it's the week that I'm, I'm still working and I can sometimes find, struggle to find that balance and, and switch off at the right time. But I really am. It's my New Year's resolution to to switch off from work by by six o'clock because I can be so engrossed in what I do like I, I love what I do so that I suppose can be a slight negative in the fact that I don't know when to to switch off and park and leave it um and my my job is a well-being advisor at the university and I'm so passionate about well-being within my personal life so I find the the balance difficult because it's but then I need to think about well-being for me and well-being for others as such and I'm sure you guys can resonate, but I guess the working from home or studying from home guilt is real. Constantly worrying, am I doing enough? Am I pulling my weight in a group project? Am I giving my family or my flatmates enough attention? Is the guilt something that you guys have experienced and have you got any tips for overcoming it? Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to the guilt. I'm like writing my dissertation at the moment and I've been finding it really difficult um, especially this third lockdown. I don't know what it is, but I've just been finding it really difficult to stay motivated and keep writing. Um, and now it's like a month until it's due and I still have like a fair bit to do, but I'm starting to get back into it again. Um, but I just have to kind of, I think the way that I probably deal with it is that I'm just sort of like, okay, well that time has passed. There's no point in worrying about the time that's already passed and I didn't do something that I was supposed to do. I just have to think about what time I have left and how best to divide um, my time um, so that I can work sort of most efficiently and most productively to make sure that I do get it finished. Um, and I think it's really important to sort of try and be kind to yourself like that because otherwise you'll end up getting completely burnt out and there'll be no, you'll have nothing left to give and you'll have absolutely no productivity left. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're being kind to yourself in that way. So I, I think that this point also reflects back to what we were talking about there when we talked about, you know, planning our time and, and, and making a schedule. Um, because I think that if we can have these goals to work towards and things to sort of tick off our list, so to speak, it can help us to feel a little bit more productive and, and hopefully reduce that guilt a little bit. Um, I think it can be really difficult to sort of measure what we're achieving at home, um, particularly because in the office, you know, or on campus when studying, um, you would sort of have these lectures to do today and you would have a tutorial to attend and a submission to hand in. And now everything just feels very open ended. Um, I think the style of teaching and learning has, has changed so dramatically in order to be as accessible as possible for people throughout the pandemic. And so as a result, that flexibility probably means that there are less strict deadlines um you know teaching is available for people to access whenever they choose which can be absolutely suitable for people that have got other things to fit around but actually that lack of routine can be quite daunting and I think it can make you feel like you're not achieving as much um, what I would recommend particularly if anyone was feeling concerned about guilt or concerned about their productivity is to check in with you know a course coordinator or a personal tutor 
and actually just run through all of the the sort of things that are needing to be done and it, it can actually just help you to talk that through um with somebody and you realize no actually i have achieved quite a lot or you know i have managed to do a lot more and and the thing to remember as well is our productivity will change at the moment just with everything else that's going on in, in life but you may actually find that you're achieving as much you know without bumping into people in the library and having a chat and going for a coffee you probably get as much done in 20 minutes as you might have in an hour you know while you were in a more social setting or in you know in a place that's got more distractions so I think it's easy to underestimate ourselves and to judge ourselves and to feel guilty about what, what we're achieving and I think when there are other things to try and balance personal relationships family um, you can just feel like you're sort of trying at everything and not quite getting there with with any aspect but I think we need to be kind to ourselves and really look at what we've managed to achieve in a year you know we've all sort of moved almost seamlessly to studying and working in a completely different way and that deserves a lot of credit and I think that the reality is that those of our students who are, are managing to sort of tick along and um, you know engage as much as they possibly can are, are doing everything that could be expected of them at the moment and I think it's just you know reaching out and, and speaking to people if you did feel overwhelmed about that aspect of things because it sometimes just takes it to talk to talk it through a problem shared is a problem halved another great cliche but actually one that I do strongly believe in that actually just having that opportunity to run through things with somebody else can make you realize you know that you are being hard on yourself and we are you know we are creatures that do like to be tough on ourselves we've got high expectations set but it's just realizing that we probably are doing better than we think yeah, I really liked what Gemma said about um, putting so much pressure on yourself to always be um, achieving so much. And um, sometimes we don't see how much we have achieved, especially when you're, you're at home and everything's online. You don't really have tangible evidence of everything you've accomplished. But um, we've all made a huge adjustment to this, um, this new lifestyle. And I think that um, that's an achievement in itself. Um, but one thing that I've struggled with um, when it comes to guilt is... Um, knowing how many people are struggling with isolation um, and trying to reach out to all of my friends and keep in contact with everyone while also maintaining my study life. And sometimes when I'm, when I'm studying and I get a message from someone, I want them to know that I'm there for them, so I want to reply, but I also need to focus on my studies. So I felt a little bit of guilt um, finding the in-between when to... Uh, when to be focused only on studying and when to um, be focused on my friends and um, especially now with everything online studying online friends are online it's kind of difficult to separate the two um, and that kind of mixes in a little bit of guilt as well because um, yeah you want to be there for your friends but you also have to um, take care of yourself so yeah finding that balance has been difficult as well but um as the pandemic goes on, you know, it gets, um, you kind of fine tune, um, fine tune it and maybe turning off notifications or um, letting your friends know like, hey, I'll reply to you later. Uh, I'm studying right now. Um, those little things can sometimes help. But yeah, it's been, it's been a process to figure out. Um, yeah, figure out how it goes, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think kind of keen what you've all said it's really important to be to be kind to yourself and actually it's so easy to 
to kind of feel negative or oh, I'm I'm not doing enough and just kind of feeling stuck in a rut but actually looking over the positives what what have been the positives over over like the last year like as you say we've achieved so much but you might not have that tangible evidence there but even submitting an assignment in this current climate is something to be so proud of like you've managed to work at home without having any face-to-face contact with any lecturers or certainly for for you Gabriele you're a first year so it must be so difficult to not have met your classmates face-to-face to kind of build that relationship with them and have each other to to support each other through through your studies I think it's so so important to to think wow like I've done this I, I'm I'm here and I'm I'm doing well and although we, we will all have struggles it is it, it is important to take time and reflect and just think how far we've come and it's so easy to get caught up it's important that we we slow down and take time for ourselves each day to to look after ourselves and prioritize self-care as you said be kind to yourself it'll help us perform better in our studies and our work in life just all around feel better and help build resilience as well it doesn't matter like what we do as long as it's away from work and study it could be going for a walk it could be listening to music it could be having a bath anything that's solely about you not about your work or your studies do you guys have anything that you use to help you guys switch off mentally do you have any kind of favorite self-care activities that are maybe unusual or common that you might want to share with our listeners i'm a a fan of um the typical sort of netflix series something that takes my mind completely away um from work and other aspects of life um so things you know that that allow you to fully immerse yourself elsewhere um I also really enjoy picking up a book on the kindle and just getting you know getting into that so those are quite common things I think that people will use and I guess the only sort of slight warning to that is it's probably more screen time which is not necessarily ideal in terms of our our health and well-being I'm a firm advocate of getting outside every day wherever possible I know that the beautiful Scottish weather that we're getting at the moment which um, if anyone's listening to this further down the line or from elsewhere in the world um, currently involves approximately a foot of snow Um, so it looks great but it may be not conducive to getting the exercise that you know we would want to get but even just getting out and having a walk around the block I think it can really clear the mind and take you physically away from that space that we've already identified seems to be sort of forming the purpose of all aspects of our life at the moment. Um, but yeah, certainly I'm a big fan of a Netflix series and something like um, Married at First Sight Australia um, is ticking all the boxes at the moment because it's set somewhere that's sunny. People are getting to live life in a relatively normal way. There aren't any face masks. Um, so I think it's quite nice just to, to, you know, to watch something or to be involved in something that doesn't mention coronavirus, COVID, the pandemic, work, studying, parenting, um, for me particularly, but also that kind of getting outside and making time just to to step away from wherever it is that you've been doing all the other parts of of your life. Um, And I think the other thing is just to kind of build on that routine that we've already spoken about, you know, trying to, to set that time away, you know, and it doesn't matter how trivial 
whatever your self-care is um it's just making that time for it if it's something that lets you switch off and enjoy then that's fantastic mass singer is another fantastic show that i'm loving at the moment because it allows me just to sort of totally immerse myself elsewhere um lot of recommendation for the headspace apps i don't know if anybody here has listened to them before um but they've also got a netflix show um i'm not sponsored by my netflix but it certainly has become such a huge part of everyone's life at the moment i think is getting involved in in watching something like that but that's maybe slightly more well-being focused and something that allows you to to maybe switch off in a more positive way. Um, but I also think, you know, making plans ahead, thinking about, you know, what will happen next year and what we might be able to enjoy, I think is nice just to focus on the fact that there, there will be, you know, there will be another side to this sort of situation. And I think we can acknowledge, all of us, that it has brought a lot of change to our life. But I think, as you already mentioned just there, Becca, you know, congratulating ourselves for what we have achieved I think that's a a moment of self-care that we can all take is just you know a little bit of a note every day of the things that we've we've got right that day um I like to do a little roundup on my own social media of the things I've enjoyed that day the things I've not necessarily enjoyed Um, I think it's a good way to just reflect on small wins um because at the moment you know we'll take anything that we can if we've managed to you know sign off on a project or finish off a a small essay then that is something to be congratulated for because we've managed to achieve it through what is at the moment diversity all day every day um and also just acknowledging the things that didn't go so well got interrupted on a meeting the postie came three times while we were trying to you know speak to colleagues or friends um and maybe the things we didn't enjoy the things that didn't go so well for us just taking stock of them learning from them if we need to but more often than not just you know putting a wall up and saying you know that happened let's move on um and I I think we probably need to do that a little bit more at the moment than we ever had before as just putting things in the box and saying you know that happened that's okay let's move on from that and let's start afresh tomorrow let's start afresh next week um constantly reinventing you know, ourselves and, and our task lists, um, just, you know, to, to be more accepting, I think, of the fact that we don't have as much control at the moment, and that's okay. Yeah, um, I think reflecting on your day uh, has been something that's been really helpful for me. Um, I don't really put it in list form. Um, I tend to, uh, well, actually, I just have this giant document where I'll just write down my thoughts that I have for that day, Um, And it's been really helpful to kind of clarify how the day went for me, um, what I've been thinking, but it's also been really interesting to kind of look back. Yeah, it's been really good to kind of look back over the past semester um, and see what I've been thinking and see um, see what I've achieved. And um, yeah, so it's been that's that's one thing I used to kind of um, relax and um, yeah, kind of clarify my thoughts a little bit. But another. Another thing that I sometimes do is just uh, put on some music that I really like and and just draw or just paint or do something creative and make something. Um, Especially now everything's online, there's so many screens, so it's kind of nice to do something, um, do something a little bit more with your hands and stuff like that. So um, I found that really helpful. Yeah, I would say that I would agree with you about being creative. I think that's a really important way to 
um, sort of get your feelings out, whether it just be, well, I got a painting by numbers, which I still have to finish, but I have been working on it for a while, but it's one of those ones that is absolutely massive and it has tiny, tiny, tiny little squares. So it's been a thing that's taken me forever, but I am nearly finished it now, but that's definitely something that's sort of like mindless, but you still have to concentrate on it enough to know that you're getting it right. So I think things like that has been quite helpful for me um, and as well, like, I mean, maybe having food that you think are, is comforting or um, spending the time to, like, make something nice for dinner or um, making sure that you're taking care of yourself, maybe with, like, a little pamper session or something like that, like, sometimes is quite good for you, for, well, for me anyway, um, I found that quite helpful. And as well, I was just thinking about what you were saying, Gem, about, like, married for, at first sight, I thought, like, it's such a funny um program and it's so weird now looking at all those Netflix series and stuff or anything that you're watching on TV and seeing people like going to parties and meeting up with each other. You're sort of like, where's your mask? <laughs> I think um, one thing that I would add to that as well, you mentioned, you know, doing things with your hands, maybe cooking something. And I think maybe actually having processes that you follow that are, are really comforting and make you feel like you're achieving. I know that last year, um, a little bit of a pandemic cliche, but I got a lot of seed kits and grew quite a lot of things from scratch. And there was something really comforting about checking every day to see how that had progressed and then being able to move seedlings outside as they'd got a little bit stronger. And then, you know, seeing the kind of plants blossom in the summer, um, I, I think that, as you say, it's just trying to find things that make you feel like you're achieving as well. Um, and I think cooking a nice meal and, and, you know, getting something that has those tangible results can feel really good. As I say, no doubt that watching a Netflix series is great, but you don't get a certificate at the end of it. You know, there's nothing that you kind of get out of it other than your own enjoyment. But I think finding something that you can make, you know, crafts and, and cooking and growing things um and you can do that with very little space and very little resource you know these things are not expensive not particularly time consuming but they're things that just are a process that you can kind of immerse yourself in and then see an end result I think that that's a really nurturing thing that we can all do absolutely um I've absolutely loved this conversation that we have and the the key thing that that I'm taking away and I think you've kind of all referenced it is to just like reflect reflect on your day like take take five minutes each day to think what's maybe something that that hasn't gone so well today then that's okay like acknowledge that difficulty and let it go but then think about the three three things that have went well in that day and that could be something as small as I got one of my five a day today Uh, it doesn't have to be oh I've submitted my math of CFIS like you know that's a a great thing to do but it it's important that like goals are small and achievable as well it's also important to um ask yourself every day am i okay um if i'm not okay who do i who can i reach out to who do i who do i want to speak to and then um checking on your friends as well make make sure they're okay and we have spoken a little bit about that as today as well and then i suppose the most important part of all is now that you've had that thought process switch off recharge and get ready to start the next day um, it's so, so important that we look after ourselves and we do create that that work-life balance that works for us. It's going to be, everyone's balance is, is going to be different, but it is important to have that time for yourself and you're not constantly consumed in, in coursework or work, that you've got time just to chill and reflect and look after your own well-being. I would just like to 
kind of round up and thank you guys so much for joining me today I really enjoyed this conversation it's helped me like a lot as well because I can I can struggle with finding the work-life balance so I've really enjoyed the conversation and getting some tips myself from you guys so thank you I really appreciate that and to any of our listeners as well that are struggling remember that we do have a university support system available to speak to you we've got our university helpline as well that if our services face-to-face or over the phone are shut you can contact the the helpline through the weekends and the evenings if you can't speak to one of our student support advisors or the counselling service or anything like that there is always someone there if you need if you need to chat there's loads of resources um thank you so much for listening as well and take care and i'll see you all next time thank you This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.